Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This morning, someone got in touch with me who wished to remain anonymous with a clip from BBC News about the protests which took place on Saturday across Britain against Israel's slaughter ongoing now in Gaza. I can't believe the BBC said this, he told me, and when I watched the clip, neither could I. He'd recorded it on his mobile phone because I had no idea how to get around the BBC's anti-screen recording technology. I messaged someone called Sol Staniworth, who does an invaluable service in recording TV clips. Please do follow him. And he published it. Just listen to this. Here in the UK, the Prime Minister Rishi Sunak visited <clears throat> excuse me, a Jewish school in London to underline his support for the community. The visit followed several demonstrations across Britain, during which people voiced their backing for Hamas, which many countries, including the UK and US, consider a terrorist organisation. Absolutely wild. Wild scenes there from the BBC. I was at that protest on Saturday. I was at a march opposed to the murderous onslaught against Gaza, which, from the siege of water, food and electricity to the indiscriminate slaughter of civilians, with over a 1,000 children alone reported killed, constitutes a grave war crime. A war crime committed with the direct complicity of our governments. Now, I saw countless banners opposing the war and war crimes. I met numerous Jewish activists for peace. I saw nothing, zero zilch supporting Hamas. I went up and down the length of that demonstration. I'd also note the, the police were present throughout the protests, clearly scouring the demonstration for anything which they could construe as constitutional support for Hamas. It was a peaceful protest and there were only a handful of arrests, which frankly, at such a mass demonstration such as that, I mean, at football matches, you get more arrests um, than that. Now, speeches specifically condemned all attacks against all civilians, and absolutely rightly so as well. Now, at a protest of such a huge size, you'll always get some idiots, to say the least, attaching themselves to it. And apparently, footage was found of a couple of protesters with images of the paragliding Hamas attackers on their backs, obviously completely unacceptable. In no way were they in any shape or form representative of that demonstration. Indeed, two years ago, a much smaller pro-Israel demonstration featuring tanks like, chants like, there will never be Palestine, it's our country, my effing country, which was also attended by far-right convicted criminal Tommy Robinson. Watch this. That was, I should know, a protest which was addressed by the Israeli ambassador to Britain. Can you imagine if the BBC had described that as a far-right pro-Israel rally? Now, as for the protest they smeared, you might well think, well, this was just one lapse by the BBC. It wasn't. It was clearly an editorial decision made, which was signed off, which we know because a different presenter repeated the exact same words an hour later. Well, meanwhile, here in the UK, the Prime Minister Rishi Sunak has visited a Jewish school in London to underline his support for the Jewish community. The visit followed several demonstrations across Britain during which people voiced their backing for Hamas, which several countries, including the UK and the US, consider a terrorist organisation. 
Now, I'll tell you why this is dangerous. And I do not use that word flippantly. Many of those marching are Muslim, and that is understandable because it is Muslims being disproportionately slaughtered in great numbers. And the BBC risks encouraging the idea that British Muslims are terrorist supporters and therefore dangerous, and that risks inciting hatred against Muslims and violent hatred at that. It's also an example of anti-Palestinian racism, which has shaped media coverage throughout this hideous episode, and also, obviously, for many, many decades, in which Palestinian civilian life is treated as having less value than Israeli or Western civilian life, and all solidarity with the Palestinian people is demonised and smeared and treated as illegitimate. Now, I'll tell you why this is dangerous. When we get these awful episodes of violence in the Middle East, you get a spike in hate crimes, both anti-Semitism and Islamophobic, both of which need to be condemned and fought. Let me give you one example. In Illinois, this weekend, a six-year-old, a six-year-old Palestinian-American boy was stabbed to death, his mother injured, when their landlord, using the pretext of the current nightmare in Gaza and Israel, murdered them. And he reportedly shouted, you Muslims must die. Playing with fire. Playing with fire. That's what happens when Muslims and Palestinians in particular are demonised. Now, after a firestorm online, the BBC was forced to retract what they said. And let's just hear what they said on air. Now, before we go, earlier on BBC News, we reported on some of the pro-Palestinian demonstrations at the weekend. We spoke about several demonstrations across Britain during which people voiced their backing for Hamas. We accept that this was poorly phrased and was a misleading description of the pro-Palestinian demonstrations. Now, here's the weather. Notes, there is no apology. Poorly phrased, misleading, very euphemistic language there. Neither have we been offered an explanation of the editorial process which led to this smear. Note too how they linked the protest specifically to threats against Jewish people. It was in a preamble uh, to the Prime Minister visiting Jewish schools to show solidarity with the Jewish community. They were trying to specifically link these protests with potentially violent hatred against Jewish British citizens. Now, the smear from the BBC should be seen alongside the government smearing of protesters. Our, unfortunately, Home Secretary Suella Braverman described the protest as an intimidating mob a lie. A total lie. It was a peaceful protest. I was there. And citing the chant of, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, which she describes as a slogan that is widely understood as a demand for the destruction of Israel. Now, this was rightly taken apart by the brilliant McDad Versi, who's a media spokesperson for the Muslim Council of Britain. He says, the Home Secretary is treading on dangerous ground here. A peaceful demonstration is being slurred as an intimidating mob and a chant heard at the rally is being mischaracterised. He quotes a Jewish media outlet which takes on the belief that a free Palestine would necessarily lead to the mass annihilation of Jewish uh, Israelis in terms of the context of this phrase and how it's used um, as rooted in deeply racist and Islamophobic assumptions about who the Palestinians are and what they want. Um, adding, McDad, that it's either used to mean the historic land of Palestine will be free from occupation, discrimination and bigotry in a two-state solution, or there should be a secular state with one person, one vote, where everyone is free. Both entirely valid and legitimate aims. Now, I want to take on another smear against those protesting against this war crime. Across the country, there have now been multiple Labour councillors quitting the Labour Party, often clearly very painful decisions. That comes after Keir Starmer, the disgrace of a leader, 
um, endorsed the cutting off of water and energy to Gaza, therefore endorsing a war crime. Um, and Labour shadow Attorney General Emily Thornbury refused to condemn this war crime. And a shadow Foreign Secretary David Lammy refused to condemn Israel's demand for Gazans to flee their homes under threat of violence, another war crime, as well as their overall failure as a party to condemn the mass slaughter now ongoing um, in Gaza at the hands of the Israeli state. One is Councillor Amna Abdelatif from Manchester City Council, who denounced the Labour leadership for effectively endorsing a war crime. Bang on. As well as councillors, the young Labour BAME officer, Lababa Khalid, resigned last week, adding that the Labour Party is no longer a safe space for Palestinians and Muslims. Three days later, she discovered that members of her own family had been killed by the Israeli state in Gaza. She found out on Twitter. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Now, a journalist called Lee Harpin, who constantly regurgitates whatever labor sources tell him, as far as I can tell, He's basically a mouthpiece for anonymous Starmer officials smearing the left. Wrote, Labour source on the few quitting the party um, over party stance on Hamas, shaking off the fleas. Fleas. Those are the words used, which he clearly approvingly has uh, posted on Twitter. People disgusted, repelled by Labour's sickening de facto endorsement of war crimes, many of them Muslim, including a young woman, woman who has lost members of her family. This is sickening. It is grotesque and cowardly. So pathetic little dweeb. Now one of those dweebs running the Labour Party hiding behind anonymity. He then, Lee Harpin, deleted his tweet claiming it be misinterpreted. How on earth could that be misinterpreted, Lee? What are you talking about? I mean, if you're going to post these vile things on Twitter, at least have the decency to stand by the bile your posting instead of claiming it's misinterpreted now the truth is what is going to happen is this this is an important point a very important point more and more people are going to see what the israeli state is doing to the palestinian people they're going to see the mass death they're going to see the massacres they're going to see the war crimes and they're going to get angry about it and when they're going to get more and more angry they're going to get angry specifically with the politicians who have facilitated this monstrous crime and what's going to happen is this these politicians and their media allies are going to double down on smearing those of us who oppose Israel's massacre, who oppose war crimes, who oppose the occupation, who oppose apartheid and who oppose the West complicity in this unspeakable horror. 
Just a few random facts from the last couple of days to spell that out, this unspeakable horror. They've run out of water in Gaza. The UN reports no clean water in their shelters. There are reports of Gazans drinking seawater. It may well be thirst, which ends up killing more of the people of Gaza than the bombing itself. Food is running out. Body bags are running out. There is nearly no fuel left for the hospitals. Generating, powering those ventilators. Mass graves are being dug. In one case, the UN reports that 12 members of a staff member of the Independent Commission for Human Rights was, were killed, including his wife and his three children. As extended families crammed together, the living generations of 45 families were wiped from the Gaza registry. What does that mean? That's the entire bloodlines gone, wiped from the face of the earth, from the grandparents to the grandchildren. Every day, there are a report of medics, and journalists and UN officials being murdered. A top Israeli military lawyer says, if you want to destroy Hamas, then you have to destroy Gaza because everything in Gaza, almost every building there is a stronghold of Hamas. There is no excuses here. They are broadcasting their intents. This is not a war crime they're trying to cover up. They are loudly broadcasting it to the world. There is no excuse for not knowing what is currently unfolding and what is to unfold in the next few days. And those who have cheered this on, who have justified it and rationalised what is happening, they are going to get queasy in the coming days and coming weeks. Don't let them get away with it. The blood is on their hands as well, and they must never be forgiven for what they have done. The death toll as it is, is around 3,000, a third of them children, but with so many buried under rubble, that's a conservative estimate. The founding International Criminal Court prosecutor, Louis Marino Acampo, declares the siege of Gaza could be considered a crime against humanity and a genocide. It goes on and on. Gaza is now hell on earth. And the ground invasion hasn't even begun. The bloodbath has been greenlit by our politicians and justified by the media. And yet it's those of us standing against this war crime who face being vilified. You, like me, may have read throughout history how terrible atrocities are committed. And ask yourself, how could they possibly have happened? How could so many people who consider themselves humane and civilised and even loving become so blind to pain? So able to make themselves so complicit in unspeakable horror. Well, now you know. Now you know. It's happening in front of you. This is how it happens. And unless we keep speaking out and fighting it, so many more people are going to die. And they're going to die with the direct complicity of our politicians and our media. It is up to us. This is a matter of life and death on a colossal scale. Please like, subscribe, do support the channel on patreon.com for us, ownjoes84, and I will see you in a bit. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.